Welcome to Skills in Action. This is Stephanie Redcross West from Vegan Mainstream, and I'm here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and guide you on a journey of growth and success. I'm thrilled to have you here because it means you're ready to take your business to new heights. You're seeking growth, improvement, and that extra push to make things happen. Well, my friend, you've come to the right place. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and motivated. This is your nudge, your invitation to soar. Together, we'll unlock your full potential and make your entrepreneurial dreams a reality. It won't always be easy, but it will be worth it, I promise. So let's dive in and make magic happen. I have to admit, I like a good party. Now I know I'm, I guess as I continue to get older, I'm not a person that you think of like partying all the time, but I love celebrating good things. I love when a customer's experience is off the charts, that it just makes them happy. It just removes all the friction and it makes people feel like whatever they're doing is easy. And when it comes to your business, you want to find those little party opportunities. And the biggest one I want to talk about today is a payday party. And this is about how do you ensure that the process it takes for your customers to purchase what you offer is easy, simple, hassle-free. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, well, how complicated it is. You know, you just click a couple things, put it in the cart, drop your credit card in, and you check out. And yes, those are the basics of most of these processes, whether you sell a service-based business or whether you do a, you know, online store. Now, some of you, you may do proposals and proposals can get a little bit complicated, but the reality is even if you do proposals and quotes and all of that, that should feel hassle-free too. It should not become cumbersome to your customers to pay you. And I know for some of you, you're listening to me and you're like, well, it can't be that cumbersome. It's not really that big of a deal. But I would argue, have you jumped on your website lately and tried to process an order? Like, have you gone through the tons of steps that it takes? If you were doing a proposal, I know it's a little hard to like do your own proposal, but look at your last proposal process. Look about how many times you had to revise it, how many times people reviewed it, how hard was it to sign contracts, you know, whatever your process is, feel it, experience it from the customer's perspective. Because if you have done that or haven't done that, maybe it's better to say it, you might be surprised at what it feels like. Because a lot of these processes, someone else sets up for us. You know, you hire a coder, you hire someone who's supposed to be like the expert in the field to set it up, and then we just rock and roll. However, if you've been in business for a minute, if you've been doing this for a while, whether it's six months, two years, five years, it's time to relook at these processes because there may be friction there that is keeping people from buying. It's keeping people from signing up right away, and it may be costing you money, it may be costing you customers. And it may be creating frustration in your customers' mindsets. Lesson focus, targeting audience and what phase of business you are in. We're going to discover that in this next segment. 
When I think about getting paid, the reality is this really works for everyone. But when you're first starting out, you're just trying to get it in place. So definitely there's a couple of like nuggets in today's episode for people who are starting out. But really, this is for my growing and scaling folks. And I'm going to talk about my growing and scaling people in kind of two different tracks. The reason I'm going to do this is because when you're scaling, there's a different issue that you need to address when it comes to your payday parties. And when you're growing, it's a different kind of reason why or how you're evaluating your business that's going to lead you to the next solution. So let's talk about growing first and then we'll jump over to my folks who are scaling their business. This episode is for people who have been doing some business for a while. You had enough people go through your process. To make improvements, you need enough experience to make improvements. So you need a certain number of customers. Now, I can't give you a magic number today because some of you may only have big clients and you know what I mean? You sign up 10 clients in a year and that's a huge roster for you. So it's hard for me to give you a number. Other people maybe are e-commerce site and you need X amount of customers on a weekly basis. So your numbers are gonna be different. But as a general rule, you want to get 10, 15 people to go through your process and then start to evaluate it. So yes, there's nuggets for my folks that are newbies out there. You can have a few people go through and evaluate, but it's so much better when you've been using it for a while. So instead of even looking at the numbers, I probably would say a sales process that's been in place for six months to a year is a good time to evaluate. It's a good time for you to experience it because Let's face the fact, technology is great, but technology breaks down. Things that used to work on your site may not work as well. And not just that, websites are so finicky. You know, you can go on a website sometimes and like text is overlaying on another website. Or if you purchase a product on your like desktop computer versus a laptop versus a tablet versus a phone, the experience is like night and day. And what happens is, When you're running a business, you're so focused on the product. You're trying to say, okay, how do I get this product in place? How do I make sure that once people buy, they get the service, they get the support they need, they get the help they need. All of that stuff is so important to you. But we forget at times that the customer experience doesn't start after they buy. The customer experience starts when they're deciding to buy. And the payment process is a big influencer on when someone will move forward or not and how quickly they're going to move forward, maybe the amount that they're going to sign up for. And in some cases, repeat customers. You know, when you have people who come back and buy your products and services, they come back because they know it's easy. They know that they purchase, they get an email that confirms. They know that when they purchase, they can go through the site quickly. The site remembers their information. They know if they have a subscription, they can go in and monitor and update their subscription service. There's all these things that create a comfort level with you and your customers. And at times we forget, we kind of make that sales process feel like, eh, you know, it just is what it is. But the reality is it is a major touch point for your customer. And it is something that can sometimes make or break a deal. When I talk about this lesson, I also love to talk about like, who is this for? This isn't just for my growing and my scaling people. This is for somebody who understands that what's working in your business may be working, but you may be leaving opportunity on the table. 
I find at times when we're running our businesses, we keep thinking about how to grow, how to do more. This really even speaks to my scaling people. We often are thinking about bigger and bigger often means, or maybe I would say the like instinctual response to bigger is I need more people to buy. And yes, you may want more people to buy your service and products, more people to download your product, more people to order your t-shirts, more people to sign up for a consult, more people to buy tickets to your class. And yes, more can sometimes be fueled by more marketing, more outreach, you know, more awareness. But what also fuels sales and what also can help you grow your business and even position your business for better scaling is to get more people who are already there waiting to buy, considering to buy through the process, making sure that you don't have leaks in your sales process and especially in your getting paid process. So what I love for people to do is look at some of their analytics, look at your results, see how many people go to your sales page. And what I mean by sales page, you know, if you sell a course online, how many people get to the page where they are about to sign up and don't sign up? Do you know what those numbers are? Do you know what those percentages are? If you don't know what those percentages are, you have homework. Let me just let you know. If you do know those percentages, my question is, what you doing about it? How are you changing it? And I say that because sometimes the change is not hard work. Sometimes the change is just upgrading. It's adding more payment options. It's often you know, reshaping the way the page is set up or because we have so many different devices we're on these days, it's making sure that the mobile version of buying or mobile version experience, I should probably say a buying experience is actually catered to a tiny phone versus, you know, a larger desktop that, or even laptop that most people have, you know, 13 inch, 17 inch screen, 20 inch screen. It's totally different experience buying on that versus when you're buying on these, you know, on a phone. It's just not even close as far as size. So get into the data. These are people, I shouldn't say these, <laughs> you are people <laughs> who are listening to this that are people who are curious about the data, curious about what am I missing in my business? So if you're a person that's saying, what am I missing? What can I do? How can I make what I do better? This episode is for you because you understand the value of taking what's working well and making that better. Not just how do I fix things that are broken, but how do I take things that are good and make them great? How do I take something that's great and make it exceptional? And this is one of those things that can truly change the trajectory of your business. Picture a place where you can go to connect with other vegan entrepreneurs, learn and practice new skills to grow and scale your business. Take courses to deepen your learning, ask questions and get live feedback from industry experts and more. That place is skills. If you want to propel your vegan or plant-based business to the next level, join us today for our paid membership. Not ready to upgrade? No problem. Please continue to enjoy this free podcast. Let's dive into some practical stuff. Let's talk about what you should be doing. Let's talk about some of the things that you can put in place so that you're seeing the numbers move. So you can see more people signing up. So you can see more sales being generated. And most importantly, you can see 
better customer experience and more delight from your customers in every touch point, especially when it comes to the payment process. Now, one of the things I really, really, really stress when I talk about payment processes and making this process better and how to really make sure that this is working for your business or your brand is you got to do a little bit of process mapping. That's the number one thing you have to do. You have to say like, how does my process work when someone signs up? And I know for some people, they're like, this doesn't sound like rocket science. Why I got to write this down? The reason I want you to think about it, and when I say process map, I don't mean this is like a four-hour exercise. I mean, grab a sheet of paper, put some boxes on a page and stay step one, step two, step three, you know, and what are all the steps? Because the first big, 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 big thing about this process is understanding, does it take four steps, eight steps, 10 steps for a person to get to paid? And I know for some of you, you're like, well, they're fast steps. That's fine. They may be fast. But until you understand what all those steps are in the process, how many times it has to load the cart, how people can, you know, change the cart, meaning if they want to reduce something from the cart or remove something from the cart, you know, understanding what that experience is like and what are all those stages, you may identify that there's a way to take a step out. There's a way to make your process simpler. And by simplifying the payment process, you increase the amount of people to get through it faster, but you reduce pain points because sometimes the pain of the process is like, oh, now I got to put this information in or, oh, I got to put this information in every single time or, oh, I can't see what my shipping cost is before I get to the final checkout page. So why do I have to put in all of the detail, all of my information before I get that, before I get the details that I need to make a decision? And until you spend some time in that world, you may not have the perspective on how to fix it. So do a little map of what are the steps, what happens. Also, when you go through the process, write down some of the things that surprised you about the process. Is it easy to find the coupon code to put it in, especially if you have a coupon code? If you're a person that does invoicing, let's get into invoicing just for even for a hot minute. Because I know for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not e-commerce, Stephanie. So I don't know if you're speaking to me. I'm speaking to you. Um, We know when you do invoices, how does it work? How do people do payments? Can people store their credit card information in so they can do an invoice in the future? If they get an invoice, can they see the difference between the due date? What's past due? Are there automatic reminders from the system that you use for invoicing that if someone doesn't pay? All of that is a part of the experience because people forget to pay not because they're negligent. Sometimes they just, you know, they open it up on their phone They went to go pay your invoice and then the doorbell rang and then they might have thought that they even finished it and they forgot that it was past due. You're looking at it like, oh my goodness, why is this thing past due? What does it mean? And you know, you're going through all your inner voice thoughts and the reality is they might have just forgotten. So making sure that if you do invoicing, you have a process in place that the system reminds someone three days after it's past due, seven days after it's past due and just sends them a gentle email can take a lot of the hassle out of the process for you. It can make it very common for, you know, a customer to get a gentle reminder and it can set it up so that these things become, you know, something that doesn't create 
or send the wrong message. Because imagine I'm signing up with you. I'm going to do a big purchase. I'm signing up for 10 consults. I'm signing up for 10 classes. or I'm going to work with you one-on-one and I'm investing a ton of money. And if I go to invest a ton of money and the invoice I get from you comes from an email address that I don't know, the invoice I get from you doesn't even have your logo on it or contact information in it. The invoice I get from you doesn't have full details. It just has a total amount in it as an example. What happens is it can create apprehension. It can make someone feel like, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to spend this all this money and I'm sending it to the wrong place. Is this the right person? Is this the right invoice? You don't want questions popping up, especially for clients that are going to be investing in something big. So spending some time looking at it, making sure it's branded, making sure it feels like it's you is key. And what you may end up finding, especially my folks who do invoicing platforms, is you may have to switch. I did. I've used a ton of different invoicing platforms over the year. I used one just to get started. I mean, even for some of my clients, I used to use like online forms. So someone would like fill out a form, you know, use a checkbox or like a multi-choice question to choose their package or product. And then at the end, they just put their credit card information in. That was great to get started. There's nothing wrong with that. It works. But over time, I got to make that better. I have to find a way so it does feel branded. So it doesn't feel like someone's taken a like quasi survey while they're, you know, paying me. So I had to move through different platforms and different tools. The other thing that you may find in your business, and this is something that I had to get a handle on, is the payment process being different in different platforms. And what I mean by that is if you offer courses, courses are maybe paid through platform A. If you're offering consulting, then consulting is paid by on platform B. And then if someone buys your t-shirts or your books, they're buying on a completely different platform. So depending on what they're buying, their payment system is completely different every single time. Now, you can't always fix this, especially in the beginning. You got to get up and running. You got to get the products out. You got to see if they work, see if people are interested. You know, you're testing the market. So absolutely, you may be on three, four, five different platforms and different ways to make it work. But at some point, you're going to have to take a breath and say, let's make this consistent. Let's pull these things together. One of the things I've used to help me with this process is using checkout pages so that I can create a page that someone uses to process their payment. So when we call it a checkout page, what happens is I can have like any sales page on my website. So on my website, it'll have you know, all the details for a course, all the details for a paid podcast, all the details for my online community. And every sales page can be hosted on my site in my domain. All that information is not kind of in a foreign site or what I used to do is in in a lot of subdomains. So therefore I can control the sales process. But when someone clicks a link, they will go to a universal page that is called a checkout page. And that's the page where in a traditional like e-commerce environment, you know, is like your shopping cart checkout feel. But what I'm doing from a service standpoint is I'm almost mimicking that process. So therefore, someone can go to a checkout page and that checkout page will have some details about the product and service and what they're purchasing. But because I can have a universal checkout page, no matter what someone purchases from me, they get the same payment options. They get the same payment tools. So if they want to be able to purchase with Apple Pay, if they want to be able to purchase with Google Pay, they're able to do that because I'm using the same checkout software across my whole platform. Instead of saying that software A is going to process 
Software B is going to process payments, software C, D, E, and F. And therefore, in some platforms, they ask for address. In some platforms, they ask for full name. In some platforms, you can use your mobile device to check out. In other platforms, you can't. All of that creates friction. And that's something you want to change. Now, the other thing I just mentioned is I talked about all this stuff about like Apple Pay and, you know, Google Pay and even Amazon's, you know, into the game with pay. And probably when you listen to this, someone else is going to be throwing out other payment options. And one thing you can do is look into offering those things on your site. I know for many of us, maybe when you set up your site, especially since many of you have been in business for years, those features weren't available then. You know, they were only for like the big guys or gals. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't think of it as small businesses to be able to offer those features. But this day and age, most of your shopping cart software will allow you to offer that option. The checkout pages or the checkout software that I use, it's from a company called SamCart, allows me to offer that feature. And personally, as a consumer myself, oh my goodness, I think it is like the best thing because, you know, when you're going to buy something and I have to like type in my name, type in my address, type in my zip code, you know, I'm just typing in details, typing in my credit card, typing in all that information. It's a lot of work on me. Now I say it's a lot of work, like it's hard work. It's not hard work. But if you think about the minutes and time that I'm spending, just typing in what is almost like repetitive information. If you could do two clicks and not have to do that, that works great. That gets me through the process fast. And what happens is when I have to go through a checkout page where like page one, I fill in some information, page two, I fill out information, page three, I fill in more information. Then I get to page four and I'm reviewing all my information and then making a decision. What happens is I may be changing my mind through all those different pages. I may be like, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I shouldn't pay shipping. You know, you go through all of those different things. Oh, maybe I can find it on a different site. And what you want is you want people to make a decision and be able to move forward quickly. And what I find is being able to use things like Apple Pay, because I tend to be in my Apple product zone, but my husband is into the Google side, so he does Google Pay. So, you know, I have love for both sides. I find that I can do things quicker. I can act on brands that I like. And honestly, sometimes I have a preference if I'm trying to decide on what site to buy it from, I will lean towards the site where the checkout is fast, where I can click a button. And what happens with things like Apple Pay, you know, you just click the side of your phone, look at it really quick. It has my name, my address, my email address, my phone, all that good stuff in it. And I'm clicking and I'm moving on. And that experience, I will remember from a site. And that is something that you can do in this day, day and age when you are a small business. So think about those components. Think about how you can make your experience better. It's time for a walk, run, or sprint. This is our segment where we break down the strategy and talk about how you should implement it. In today's episode, I got really winded in that lesson. So I'm going to try to keep this second or these next couple of segments a little bit shorter because I think I gave you a lot of information and I also feel like there's even more information in skills that you can access. But one thing I always love to do is I want to talk about how do you put this in place? How quickly? Is this a walk strategy? Is this a run strategy? Is this a sprint strategy? 
to me, this is a sprint slash run. (laughs) And let me explain why. The reason being is most of the changes that you can make to your shopping cart will require some support. So the reason why we can't 100% sprint our way there is that you may need someone to update software. You may need someone to integrate it with your website. But in some cases, you may just have to call customer support or spend a little bit of time in the knowledge base and see if you can just turn on a feature and a function. And what I don't want you to do is make this feel like, oh, this is a huge project. I'll do it later because I don't have time. And therefore, it sits into that run, walk strategy and it never gets done. This is something that may be keeping you from growing your business. This may be something, like I said earlier, that a percentage of your purchases They're just not going through because people's experience or they're getting distracted in the process because it does take too long to get through the process is impacting you. And in some cases, you may not be able to like update your software. You may be like, Stephanie, I can't throw this out and put a whole new process in place. That's going to take me months. And I get that. That's when you start to lean into that you know, run moderate place. But the reason I want you to sprint, I want you to think of this as something that you can make a change in quickly is because every day, every week, every month, this is impacting your business. So the longer we wait, the less sales you might have coming through. The less, at least I should say, (laughs) or (laughs) not as many, there'd be a better way to say it. Customers are signing up on your site. And if you spend some time on this, if you kind of paid attention to this, because I know this is like infrastructure stuff. It doesn't always feel like it's sexy and fun and interesting that you may be missing opportunity because we're looking in the other direction. And what I want you to do is I want you to evaluate your experience quickly. I want you to spend some time in the next 24 hours, in the next couple of days, and actually go through your sign-up process. Same thing, if you do invoicing, if you do contracts, look at your contract, see how long it is. Does it repeat? Is your contract like 10 pages and it's really maybe not necessary because you pulled it from the internet the first time and pulled down all the information, stuck it in there. And you never had someone look at it and say, how can I consolidate and how can I fix this and make it simpler and easier? Can I have one contract instead of four contracts? All of those things can make a difference. And often by just spending a good 20 minutes, 15 minutes, walking through the process, process mapping it out, you may find that big aha and you may take minutes and seconds out of the process and reduce the friction. Maybe it's not all gone, but if you can reduce friction by 20%, 30% in a week, that's huge. And that could yield instant, not only revenue for your business, but an instant relief for your customers. I hope I got you a little fired up. I hope you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it now. I get it now. And if I didn't get you fired up, oh, Maybe I can get you fired up in these last few minutes. (laughs) I want you to realize that this is change. And I know sometimes when I talk about payment, people are like, you know, they kind of put the guard up and they're like, I don't want to be all about the money and I don't want to, you know, be too focused on that. And I'm not trying to make it that you're like trying to grab cash out of the barrel. That's not what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is say that you work so hard on your marketing. You work so hard to get people to your website. You work so hard to tell people about what you can do and what you can offer. And you don't realize that there's something that's slowing them down that is easy to be fixed. And if you just fixed it, 
things would be better. So I want you to make sure that you're not thinking this of like a money grab thing, but more of a customer experience. And always, always, always the customer experience is super important in your business. And it's something we need to pay attention to. And we need to pivot to and work on quickly. The other thing about this is I have a list of details about this. I walk through some of the things we talk about today. We're talking about, you know, how to simplify your workflow. I talk about the idea of offering multiple ways to pay. We also even talk about putting payment plans in place, which can really make sense for people who have larger ticket items. So I do want to invite you to look at the long, larger, longer training, excuse me, that's in skills. You'll find it within skills. There's a section that's called proposals, invoicing, and payments. And then within that, you'll see a lesson that says building the backbone of your business, taking the pain out of getting paid. That's where you'll find all the details as well as you should see the link in this episode. And then finally, as I recap, as I kind of wrap things up here and we, you know, in this episode in style, as they say, what I want you to remember about this episode, what I want you to really take away from this episode is that growth isn't always about more. Growth is truly about optimization. It's about looking at what you're doing and fixing it. And it's also about, even though we're talking about payment process here, but the same is true really for everything in your business. You have to spend time walking a mile in your customer's shoes. At times in our business, we get so like deep in our business. What do we have to do? What do I have to get done today? What do I have to post today? Who do I have to respond to? What meetings I have today? All of that is our perspective as the business owners, as the managers in these businesses, as the people who are responsible for delivering on these service and these products that we forget that we can't just look through that lens the majority of the time. We have to switch the lens and look at the business and experience the business from the customer's perspective. So you want to do this when it comes to shipping. You know, if you have like a third-party vendor that ships your products, let's say, for example, order your products sometimes and get it shipped to you so you can see what it looks like. You know, if you have an online course and you're curious what it's like when you sign up and what emails do people get, sign up for your own course, use a different credit card, put that information in and see what it's like. If you have multiple ways that people can pay, go on your site, pay through PayPal, go on your site, pay through Apple Pay, go on your site, drop in a credit card, see what the difference is in that experience. And are they similar or does one create more frustration than the other? By putting yourself in your customer's perspective, what will happen is you will start to see your business in a whole new light. And where I love for you to start here in this kind of getting paid section, because the work you do will yield results pretty fast. And a lot of times this can be motivating. The other reason I want you to focus here is because let's say you make an improvement here and it helps you generate more revenue. This is the revenue that you can use to make bigger impacts here. So say, for example, like you said to me, I can't update my system is too expensive, it's too costly, or I can't make all these updates because I need to hire a coder or to make these changes. You know, I can't make them now. I have to make them in X amount of months because I'm in one of my busy seasons or, you know, I'm in a certain time and, you know, I don't want it to impact sales. 
The idea is by doing something that can help generate more sales, you can now have the money to reinvest in your business, to reinvest in your customers, to reinvest in your vision. And therefore, it's almost like finding money a little bit that now allows you to do more. And it can be money that can be found by not necessarily doing more marketing because more marketing can sometimes be a little bit of a heavy lift where these items you know, once you fix it, it's been fixed. You know, it's not like you got to keep posting, you know, sending out emails every week or every month. You got to keep writing those emails, writing new ones, doing all that good work. But when it comes to this infrastructure stuff, you had Apple Pay, it's there, it's done, it's set up. Yeah, it needs some maintenance every once in a while. But the benefit of it, you will yield those results for months and maybe years. And that's why I want you to think about and work on these things because when we're growing our business, expanding our businesses, scaling our businesses, or just looking for a way to bring a little bit more success into our business, often optimization, often looking at it from the customer's perspective will, you know, shine the light on something amazing. And I'm really hoping from this episode, you're going to see something beautiful in your business to fix, improve, and expand upon so that your business can continue to grow and continue to invest in your customers and your community. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Skills in Action. I'd love to hear, what did you think? Did you have any aha moments? What got you fired up? Remember, if you're feeling unsure or like you could use support, I'm always here. You're not alone on this journey. We're in this together, supporting and empowering one another. Together, We'll overcome obstacles and celebrate victories with a treasure trove of resources, unwavering support, and a network of like-minded individuals. You'll be amazed at the heights your skills and your business can reach. So don't hesitate to become a member and unlock our full potential of our school skills community. Visit our website and learn more about taking to new heights. If you're not quite ready, don't stress. There's no rush. Listen to a few more episodes before diving in and we'll be here ready to guide you every step of the way. This is an ongoing journey and an evolution and a process we're all committed to together. Once again, thanks for joining. Don't forget to subscribe and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.